This is the Family Friendly Workplace Podcast, produced by Women's Agenda. As an incoming CEO, how can you really make your mark on your first day in the new job? For Andrew Yates, the new CEO of KPMG, He used his first day in the new role to announce a major overhaul of paid parental leave that would see all new parents given access to 26 weeks of paid leave. There are no primary or secondary labels on this, and it applies to new parents regardless of how long they have been employed with the firm. But his overhaul was not just about parenting. The firm has also looked at other family-friendly practices, including announcing floating public holidays, meaning you can move public holidays to a date in the calendar that better aligns with your own cultural or religious events. And he announced that Indigenous employees will also be given additional leave to take place in cultural events. So it was quite the first day. And as Andrew says in the podcast here, the feedback has been incredibly positive. So right now, we'll learn about Andrew's own experiences making his leadership family friendly and more on the why behind these announcements. Let's get stuck in. Thank you for joining me, Andrew. It's a pleasure. So this is the Family Friendly Workplaces podcast. And given I know that you are located in Sydney, as I am, and we're both speaking as Sydney is in lockdown. So can I ask what, first of all, is going on in your office today, your home office, should I say? Uh, Well, I've been um, flat out today, actually. So I've been sort of moving from room to room, trying to find the most appropriate space for, you know, the, the, the piece of work I'm doing. Okay. Okay, sure. So can I get a little bit of context, I guess, just in terms of your leadership to start with, your leadership career? I know that you started with KPMG in 1990. I also saw a snippet somewhere saying that you had ambitions to play cricket for Australia (laughs) and were kind of encouraged by your mother to think about a plan B. Obviously, the plan B has worked out particularly well for you. So congratulations on the new role as CEO of KPMG. But I'd love to ask about your leadership career and getting to where you are now and um, how that is intertwined with um, having a young family as well. Were you able to take parental leave? Have you personally been able to work flexibly or part-time during during this period? It's a great question and it really underpins the reason that I focused on the announcement I made last week around extending our parental leave policies. Because if I think about my own career, and this will will sound awful, but... um, my first son, who was is now twelve, my wife and I uh, had him. In, he was born in New York, and so my wife and I, Rita, we were over there on our own with no support. And in the U.S. system, you get one night in hospital after the birth of your child, and so we took our son home. And then I went to work the very next day. And as I think back about that now, I don't know what the pressure was on me that made me think that was the right thing to do, to leave my wife and our newborn all alone in an apartment in New York. So to answer your question, I haven't taken leave uh, as I've, I've gone through my career, but that really does underpin my thinking as to why last week's announcement was so important. Yeah, I've heard that quite a bit from from other men in, in your position, this idea of the fact that you didn't really have that opportunity and it wasn't really done for a number of reasons. Whether or not you could access it or not, it's also, there. Are, you know, there's so much standing against men in terms of feeling comfortable accessing that leave, as we've seen research over the years um, regarding that as well. So I can see that happens and I've heard that experience from, from other people also. 
So I believe you now have two children, is that right? You had the second child here in Sydney. Yes, I've got a 12-year-old son and a 12-year-old daughter. So starting in this new role, and you only started in this new role, I think it was less than two weeks ago. And so on your first day, you announced a range of new workplace initiatives and includes this 26 weeks of flexible paid parental leave for both parents with no waiting periods or distinctions between primary and secondary carer, no tenure periods. I love that as well. Um, You also announced a significant cultural leave program, which is also relevant and beneficial to being a family-friendly workplace, um, I believe at least. Can I ask, before we get kind of into the nuts and bolts of those policies, can I ask why you did this on your first day? Yeah, sure. I mean, you mentioned earlier, I joined the firm in 1990. So this firm has been my professional life and I've felt incredibly fortunate to have found an organisation that has given me so many great opportunities over a 30-year period. And, and I'm motivated by creating similar opportunities for our workforce in the years ahead. And so building a, an environment where we have a really purpose-led value proposition for our people and where we focused on flexibility and choice for our people is very important to me. But, you know, as you sort of go through a career you go on a bit of a learning journey yourself. And as I've got more senior in the organisation, I've had the opportunity to understand more about how people grapple with these different type of, of workplace issues, how they grapple with bringing up a young family, how they look at what our firm offers, and it might not be aligned to their religious beliefs or traditions. And so if I'm genuinely motivated by building an organisation that creates great opportunities for people and is truly flexible and allows choice, then, you know, I felt it was important to come out early in my time as CEO and, and announce some changes to our cultural policies that reflected that. Okay, so maybe just to start with the paid parental leave announcement, first of all, what is the thinking behind the 26 weeks? Because I know it also comes as KPMG has, um, I know you released quite a significant report early this year advocating for an extension of the government paid parental leave scheme as well, which would go to 26 weeks over six years, I believe it was. So from, from your thinking within the firm, how do you land at 26 weeks? What's behind that? Well, our, as you said, our chairman, Alison Kitchen, has been very strong in the, in the marketplace advocating for 26 weeks. We think it's an, a, an appropriate time which allows parents to spend with a, a newborn, you know, the, the right time to be out of the profession as well, such that a career can continue. You know, I think there's two challenges here in my mind. One is obviously female participation in the workforce, and the other is males having the opportunity to contribute to the the early years of their children's life post-birth. And so the six weeks is really our view on what is an appropriate and meaningful period of time uh, that reflects you know, the balance between both those uh, motivations between the female participation and the, and the involvement of the male in the, or, the, or the second parent, should it be, in the life of the young-born child. And I, you know, I think personally about these things, we, we need to take a longer-term view around these things as well. And... You know, for me, it's very much about um, we spend a lot of our time these days being sort of dragged into the immediate here and now. And that I think that's I'm feeling that really acutely now where we all wake up and want to see what the COVID numbers are for the day. We can't take a long term view. You know, my vision here is that in 10, 15, 20 years where this sort of policy is commonplace across industry, that's going to have a huge impact on the country in terms of female participation and on the way that families bring up their children. Yeah, absolutely. And the policy also, you've taken out uh, tenure requirements. So 
I mean, I think this is right. If you're employed there, technically you could kind of access this sort of from your first almost day of, of joining the firm. How does that work? And again, what was the thinking behind that? Because previously your paid parental leave was accessible. I think you had to be there for, for 12 months for a certain number of leave and then for five years for an extended number of weeks of leave. Yes, yeah, so leave, leave would ratchet up typically after you've been in the organisation five years. I want to build the most compelling proposition for high-quality people in the marketplace, if I'm truthfully honest. And this is about attracting and retaining the best people and giving people who want to join our organisation the flexibility and choice that I want all our people to have. So the concept of having tenure sort of worked against that in my mind and, and really it's an opportunity for people to, to see KPMG as a as a really quality place to, to either join or to, to stay. And so what, what's been the reaction from staff so far? I've seen some of that reaction on LinkedIn, obviously very positive. I saw a really great comment from uh, Paul Howes, one of the, the partners there, sharing that across his LinkedIn um, and how excited he is to see that you'd announced this on your first day. But what can you say about the reaction more generally? And I guess to add to that, have you had anybody kind of express concern about you know what this means or how are we going to do this or how are we going to afford this or anything like that? Um, I've been overwhelmed with the response, to be quite honest. So I, I had no idea it would be received as well, both internally in our organisation, but also externally. So, you know, each element of what we talked about last week, the parental leave, the flexible public holiday, the Indigenous culture and ceremonial leave, they've all been received incredibly well, much more positively than I'd expected. And to be honest, I've had no one contact me or, or raise a concern with, you know, how are we going to afford it? You know, what about me? any of those sort of things. We thought through that obviously before we went forward with the announcement and we did some financial modelling. And in the end, we sort of got to the point of saying we're thinking about it the wrong way. It's not about what it costs, but it's more about what's the right thing to do. And also, you know, from a commercial point of view, if we can retain and attract the best people, then that will have a benefit for the firm, which I think is probably more meaningful than the, the cost of implementing it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I guess with this, you did announce that part of the policy that does um, more specifically target new parents, but there is also other pieces in this for other people as well. You've obviously mentioned the, the cultural leave policy, but could you maybe just run through what that actually entails now, what you're offering there? Certainly. So, you know, we've got an incredibly diverse workforce, like most organisations now, and we have a very traditional set of national and state holidays, public holidays. So in recognition of the diversity in the workforce, we, we've put in place a floating public holiday policy where an employee can work on a day which is currently a public holiday in the annual calendar and swap that out with a, with a day of leave which is more meaningful to them, uh, which aligns more with their different religious beliefs or their ethnic traditions, so they can swap it out. It doesn't apply across the Christmas and New Year shutdown period because we need the whole firm to take that time off. But at any other time of the year, those holidays can be used interchangeably. And then in recognition of the contribution that our Indigenous colleagues make to the firm, some of the different cultural pressures that they have on them, we've put in place an additional day's leave for Indigenous colleagues that they can take off to spend time uh, doing something which is culturally or ceremonial significant to them. Mm, yeah, yeah. And again, how have those announcements been received? Incredibly well. As I, it's very similar to the parental leave announcements. 
so much more positively than I had expected, to be honest. And, and I think that just evidences the great intent that we have in the organisation to actually build a genuinely inclusive workforce. You know, I think our organisation has great intent around that. And my responsibility as the CEO is to make sure that we continue to convert that intent into meaningful policies, which, which we've started doing last week. So when it comes to your competitors, so KPMG's competitors, what would you expect happens now? Do you expect that they would also possibly be inspired by these policies and follow suit? I mean, given that you're all competing for similar talent as well, and obviously things like this, it it looks great for a firm to put out there in terms of trying to attract great talent. What do you think happens now? Are you you hoping to inspire other firms and other organisations to to follow this lead? Yeah, I was asked that question last week as well. And you know the the intent here wasn't to push others to do to do something. I think you know every organisation has their own set of facts, their own challenges, their own existing policies. So it really is up to other organisations as to how they see the priorities in their cultural policies playing out. I would hope over time that the whole workplace in Australia moves to increase their own leave settings to be consistent with what we're putting out there. I've not done it to push others to do things that they will work out what they need to do and over what time frame they should do it. But I'd love to see the whole workplace move to this level because I think for the country's benefit, the increased participation in the workforce by females and the impact it will have on young children, I think, is really significant and as a country could give us great benefit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for running through these policies. I do just want to ask one final question. I guess given you're currently working from home and we've just heard that, well, Sydney will be moving to remote learning next week. So I imagine that it's possible that you'll soon have your kids in the background and they'll be trying to do remote learning. And I also know that your partner is uh, the co-founder of quite a large tech business as well. And your, your staff and your colleagues will Many of them will be managing remote learning and having their kids um, there, if not this week, last week, then definitely probably next week as as they move on to that homeschooling situation. So what do you anticipate the firm doing differently to support those parents? Um, it might be similar to things you did last year, similar to things that occurred in the Victorian lockdown as well, but but what, what happens for those those parents? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge and... Um... You know, we've we've been supporting people in terms of just in increasing the the understanding around the flexibility that people need to have in their their workplace at the moment. You know, we're very conscious of the different circumstances that people find themselves in. We haven't had particular policy changes to accommodate that. We've all had to work through that. But I think as an organisation, we've become very aware that we do need to just be understanding of what people are going through. Obviously, we've got a range of of mental health initiatives in the organisation that we've been, you know, re-energising, re-promoting, making sure people are having access to those if they feel they need to. So we'll continue to promote that. But it's just an increased awareness and understanding of what people are going through. And it's, you know, it's amazing. Everyone is learning a lot more about your colleagues. <laughs> and, and a lot of those barriers that sort of used to exist when we'd have a, a you know, hierarchy and be in a suit and tie they've all gone out the window quite honestly and it's a much more personable interaction that we have right through the firm at the moment so you know hopefully it's a short lockdown next week and and hopefully it's only four days working from home but it's really a case of understanding what people are going through yeah yeah and you mentioned getting to know your colleagues better and I can see in this interview I can see that you've got a piano in the background and there's things that you just see in the background of people's homes that just connects you a little bit more to um you know I can think I go oh somebody in there is a musician um and so 
I guess maybe one final cheeky question, if I may, was just to ask about you personally and, and how you, and this is a question that gets asked of a lot of female CEOs, so I feel it's only fair to ask a male CEO as well, but how, how do you balance work, career, family life? How do you look after you within all of that? You know, I've always um, thought about you've got to keep everything in balance. You can't ride the highs too much and you can't sweat the lows too much. So I try and keep my own mental state in a degree of balance and, and not get too carried away when things are going well or too down when they're not and, and try and keep to that. I, I probably was a bit fortunate. I had both my children and my career was pretty advanced. So I've been able very much to focus on spending weekends with them. I coach my son's cricket team, spend a lot of time with my daughter and her passion. So I, I can get balanced my time that way. And then for me, I live near Manly and I clear my head by going down to Manly and having a run uh, as often as I can. And that's really a combination of those things that sort of helps me keep it all in balance. And I'm very lucky with my wife and sort of home environment that we've got. So I'm fortunate in that regard. The Family Friendly Workplaces podcast is an initiative supporting the new National Work and Family Standards for Workplaces, which informs employers of the minimum and best practice policies they can invest in to create a great family-friendly workplace culture. You can learn more at familyfriendlyworkplaces.com.